Today on the show, we are doing a thrifted edition. Welcome to Simple Money Solutions Podcast, your path to financial independence through deliberate lifestyle choices. My name's Courtney. I'm your host. I'm joining my co-host Trevor, as well as Jace for our thrifting edition of Simple Money Solutions Podcast. Welcome, Jace. Hey, how's it going? So we're doing this thrifting edition, and I, I truly believe uh, a deliberate lifestyle choice and a path to financial independence, it should include some aspect of thrifting. I think, I, I, tr- I th- truly believe thrifting is a, a learned skill and something you can learn to appreciate. And I thought I knew thrifting. I thought I had a handle on what thrifting was. But getting to know Jace, I learned I didn't know much. <laughs> And, and and Jace, he understands thrifting at a, at a whole other level. Oh yeah, and and so we're going to do these. Uh, I'm hoping every month, maybe more frequently, uh, thrifting editions with Jace. And he has, you know, we've sort of talked, and he has a uh, a a whole view of what thrifting is and what thrifting isn't. And uh, anyway, I'll turn it over to Jace. Thanks, Trevor. I appreciate that. It just takes a, a lot of practice. <laughs> just got to make sure <laughs> but, you go to every single thrift store and take a look at all the things in it constantly. Um, no, I but mean, yeah. You take thrifting to a whole new level and it's 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 incredible the passion that you bring to it. Well, I spent a day I spent a day thrifting uh, with Jace in, in his hometown and I discovered when I... Like the when you walk into a thrifting store, you seem to know right away: is this a good thrifting store? Is this store well stocked? Are we wasting our time here? I got the feeling that you kind of you could sense by just reading the store very quickly if this was going to be worth our while. Yeah, there definitely are like certain stores where you walk in and instantly you're like, okay, well, there's certain aspects to this store that you know what they may have really good electronics all the time or they may have like really good uh clothing selection or you know maybe their books are are you know really good books but uh each store is is obviously very different and each store changes drastically too over time so that one store that might have had good electronics eventually you know people will buy all those electronics and it may not have a good selection. So that's kind of one of the reasons I like thrifting a lot is every time you do walk into a store, you can kind of know what to expect, but you can kind of also almost expect a brand new experience almost every time, which I find is is spectacular. So when you go to a thrifting store, do you hope the store has a lot of turnover? Like, do you hope their, their inventory turns over frequently or are you hoping to go back and see the same thing there, but maybe at a reduced price. Sometimes it, it depends. So for me, I go uh, every week. So I would hope that they have good turnover. So that way, you know, I can see new products. Um, most people on average probably go every couple weeks or every month. So for them, if they see a product they want, realistically, it's not going to be there the next time they come. Um, if they're going, you know, a couple weeks in a row every week, then they may see that product it's never going to be at a reduced price. It always will just stay at the same price until someone else finds it and likes it and buys it. Okay. Well, that's interesting. So one more, just this could be a topic that we do in the future, but what do you say to people who have trouble getting past the stigma of thrifting and the stigma being people think you're, you're thrifting because financially you have to like I like, love this. This you, is good. You have to you have to actually not care at some point. But but what do you say to the stigma attached to thrifting? Well, my main um thought to that and it's going to bring us right into our first point. Um one of the reasons I thrift personally is not because I can't afford to go and buy, you know, higher quality products or products that I want. I definitely can. Uh, financially, you know, everyone can spend that kind of money on clothing, whether it's a smart decision or not, they can do it for the most part. As long as you're not putting on a credit card, you use some of your paycheck, you get it, you can. Um, The stigma behind going to these stores, I think, is just because 
people have grown up, whether in, you know, wealthier environments or being taught by social media or being taught by advertisements that buying new and buying what's in season is the way to do things. Um, personally, for myself, I find that thrifting is probably one of the healthiest things you can do financially, but also one of the healthiest things you can do for the environment. And I'll let Court lead us into that first point of uh, sustainability. I, I just have one more question, though. Yeah, okay. <laughs> so so I, what's the takeaway for the listener, though, to, if, if they... They might agree with all that, but just to get past the stigma of thrifting, like, would you? Is it like you just have to not care, or you just have to think you're doing something for the greater good? Like, what? What do you think if you had to give somebody one, one little push in the right direction to say, you know, it's okay, and this is why? What What would that one thing be? I think anything you buy in there can be washed or cleaned, and if that's what most people are worried about, which it typically is, they're worried that it's dirty or you know that's got germs on it or something you know once it shows up to most thrift stores most thrift stores industrial uh wash all their clothing before they put it out i know value village does that i can't speak for some of the smaller ones but you know you can always do it yourself right you can take it home you wash it and it's good as new honestly like as long as there's not a bunch of rips and breaks and buttons missing if there is don't buy it (laughs) first of all but typically they won't put something on a shelf that's not worth still purchasing what we will eventually be discussing in this uh episode and like trevor mentioned we we hope to bring in our thrifting edition episodes um pretty regularly maybe once once a month but we uh we definitely hope to kind of cover uh this topic because it's it's so incredibly fascinating um but yeah so for if, if there's anything we don't cover that you want to dive more into relating to this topic jace will be back with us um about once a month to kind of continue this conversation and continue the dialogue around thrifting um jace i, I want to dive further into trevor's question and your answer so was there ever a point in your life that you didn't enjoy thrifting that you kind of felt that stigma that Trevor's talking about or have you always gravitated towards it's something you grew up with like where where did that that you cross that bridge from understanding that stigma existed to really not caring at all about that you know when I was really really young um for some reason I didn't like thrifting at all uh, I didn't want to, you know, get used toys and I didn't want used clothing. And as I got older, you know, my dad made it really fun for us to to go thrifting. He made it kind of feel like an adventure, you know, get out of the house and, and just go look for stuff. And it was almost like hunting for treasure. And, you know, that'll relate back to another point that I have later on in the episode. But for me, thrifting kind of was something that gradually happened over my life it was something that my grandparents did my parents did not very regularly though it was always kind of once a month or once every few months but it was something that slowly grew into my life and then it was something that I kind of just became fascinated with over time and once I'm done these four points today I'm hoping I can convince anyone listening (laughs) that thrifting is a good idea (laughs) and not gross we would no, we'll get to the four points but I just wanted to just sort of touch on I I, I know people are going to listen to this and and they're going to there's people that have an issue like they're the stigma attached to it so I I I think it was worth discussing would you say it's self-confidence is that is that a factor um you know me and my friends, uh, we're proud when we find something that is, you know, a really high quality item at a thrift store and we paid a third or a quarter or a fifth of the, what the going retail rate is for it. I'm proud to brag to people like I got this at Value Village or Salvation Army for like 10 bucks instead of $160, you know. So whatever stigma people may have about it. You know, you can find really good, really high quality items at thrift stores for significantly lower prices and they're still almost brand new. They may have gotten it for a birthday present, they get rid of it, or they grew out of it a lot of the time. People get rid of things for the weirdest reasons. It doesn't always mean that it's too used to wear again. So so do you say that maybe ignorance and the lack of actually stepping into a thrift store could be where the stigma is rooted? I think it's just people not knowing 
what to expect when they walk into a thrift store and not yes, being educated yes. enough on what thrifting is and how to go about it. I think it's just a matter of education. I, I wouldn't say ignorance. I think people just don't know. They they may not have talked about it before with someone who's gone thrifting or in their certain friend groups, maybe it's frowned upon, but you know, it's always worth walking in and just taking a look at a thrift store once in a while. And even if you're uncomfortable about it, I have some friends who are, who do find it gross going in and it's up to them if they want to or not. But for me, I know that there's value there and I know that it's a lot of fun. Just so all the listeners know our position on thrifting, just let's take a little poll here. There's three <laughs> of us. What, what are you wearing that's currently thrifted? So I, I have a, a shirt on that's thrifted. Pants aren't. I've got a plaid, a vest, and jeans, and a belt. And that's about it. I have... Oh, wait, wait, wait. My belt's thrifted too. I never thought of that one. <laughs> um, okay, so I have thrifted jeans on, a thrifted cardigan, and a thrifted uh, long sleeve. Okay, I think we've all passed the <laughs> test that, that we we're, we have a right to be on this particular episode. Well, I was saying the other day that I, it's it's kind of this thing that we will brag about uh, how, how many like how many th- what we what we're wearing that is thrifted. And I said the other day, I was like, I mean, everything I always usually wear is usually always thrifted. So at some point, it's like I I don't really own that many new clothing. So so at what point can you just? stop like saying that this is thrifted your whole kind of out wardrobe is like on some point it's just tuesday right it's I know. Not exactly. my thrifted yeah. clothes exactly. it's just tuesday ironically i'm wearing the one shirt i own that's not thrifted <laughs> <laughs> on a thrifting episode on a thrifting episode so i jace i do want to dive into the four major large reasons that you think thrifting is the best thing ever why you really support thrifting as something that our listeners and anyone should take on as something they incorporate into their life well i'm going to start with a, a little disclaimer um so first of all thrifting started for me uh, as just kind of a, a fun thing to do once in a while well my girlfriends at work or while my friends are off doing their own thing I would just pop into a thrift store take a look around see if there's anything that caught my eye and quickly leave eventually over time I started to see the value more and more and I started to learn a little bit more about how my thrifting uh, was helping and uh, it actually ended up uh, helping me start my own business as well from using thrifted goods to resell um, to create profit for and with that, I've learned of other companies that kind of do the same thing. And it comes back to thrifting is like a huge um, way to reduce waste in our in our world, in clothing, in how we view things. Clothing is one of the most things that is super, super commercialized and advertisements are constantly telling you, you know, you have to stay in what's in season. So in our average advertisements now i believe there's 52 seasons there's a season for every week so as soon as as soon as you buy something next week it's out of season for me thrifting is an amazing way to be sustainable to care about the environment and to find high quality products at the same time as doing that that's kind of one of the huge huge pushes for me to to keep thrifting and want to talk about it to people so, so that kind of jumps into point number one that you have on your list of four reasons why we should thrift. And you have number one as sustainability. So when we look at sustainability as one of the reasons, so is, you mentioned from the environmental uh, standpoint, but is there any other ways that you find thrifting uh, as valuable from, from, from that standpoint? Well, sustainably, thrifting is is a really good way to reduce waste, right? So if we look at that 52 seasons thing in a year, you would literally be throwing out your entire wardrobe every week of the year, if effectively, right? So thrifting is is a good way to, one, I mean, change up your style of clothing if you're one of those people who do constantly want different outfits and stuff like that, but you can almost use it as a library of sorts. So if you are one of those people who 
want to have 52 styles in a year, you can go buy thrifted clothing that stops the production of new clothing to hit the markets and you're not supporting new clothing hitting the markets, which again will reduce waste in the landfill. And then when you're done with your clothing, you can also donate it back to a thrift store. And a lot of thrift stores, they'll give you a coupon for donating stuff that you can use to another purchase. So for me, um, I kind of use it as a library. Like I recently just dropped off a bunch of clothes that I haven't worn in a while. And I got a few new clothes. And for me, I feel super good about those purchases when I do go to a thrift store to purchase clothes. Because I know that I'm not going directly to the producer and I'm not encouraging them to produce more articles of clothing but I am saving something that you know if it doesn't sell after a while maybe it will end up in the landfill or maybe someone will purchase it who's not as responsible as me with it so for me I kind of use it in that sense you know I I believe in the sustainability model but a lot of people they might go uh, shopping at Costco buy a bunch of crap put it in in their basement, not use it. And then a year later they say, Hey, we got to clean this place up. And they haul all this stuff down to a, uh, a secondhand store. So in the town I live in, there's a store called beyond the blue box, the blue box being your recycling bin. And this is sort of beyond that. And people feel good about themselves dropping stuff off there. But you, you know, what I've done, this is a, a story. I, I, I needed a, a hand cart and I went to the used like a secondhand store bought a used hand cart for $3. I needed it for a particular thing. I, I used it for that. And then I donated it back to this same secondhand store. So I, in essence, rented it for three bucks for, I think I had it for a month. And uh, so I've taken new stuff I've bought, taken it there and felt good about myself. But I felt especially good about myself when I took something I bought from there and took it back there. Like to me, that is... That, that thing's being recycled like a second time. Maybe I was the third person to do that. Who knows? But I get a, a really good feeling. And when I take stuff to the dump, I feel terrible. When I'm filling those dump bins with just junk, I, I just feel sick all the way home. So I truly believe in the sustainability thing. If you have any sort of, I, I couldn't agree with what you said more. Like it, Just the responsible consumption is really what it's about. Yeah, 100%. And and making sure that we're reducing the amount of waste that we put out and we're not becoming part of that consumption base that's going out and purchasing new clothes every day of the week to try and keep up with fashion trends. You know, for me, uh, another sustainable way is with thrifted clothing, you kind of create your own fashion. So you don't have to worry if, if you want to put it that way about those 52 seasons of the year you create your own style and it's vastly unique because you know maybe you're finding a plaid from 30 years ago and it's still in good condition like i've found a couple beautiful western plaids that definitely aren't made anymore they're handmade in usa or canada and they're quality items that you'll never bump into another person on the street wearing you'll never have to worry about going out of style because i mean plaid never goes out of style (laughs) and you know you don't have to worry or have a guilty conscience about getting rid of articles of clothing because your closet's too full because you have too many clothes because you went out and bought three or four bags of clothes every week trying to keep up with some fashion trend but you have a good feeling about what you are purchasing you create your own unique style and it's sustainable in the long term for us and for the globe for the earth for everyone around us and and you know you might even be a little bit more of a risk taker in terms of you know you, there might be some sort of fashion again this is coming from a 50 year old <laughs> man so you got you to take this in context but you might you might be quicker to to try something a little riskier uh, because you bought it for three bucks at a thrift store and and try it and if it doesn't work you return it back to the same thrift store you haven't cost the environment one single thing and for this is so you mentioned plaids. I, I've never wore plaids, but I recently bought a plaid from a thrift store. <laughs> Risky. And, and I, so for me, so for, so for me, this is the, you know, cutting edge risky <laughs> fashion statement. And and I love it. But I always looked at like a, a 30 or 40 or $50 shirt saying, ah, I don't know if I'd ever wear it. So so if, if I didn't, you're right. I haven't cost the environment a single thing by just test driving it. 
for myself, I, I never used to wear plaids and jean and, you know, graphic shirts or just V-necks. Like I had a, a very different style from what I have now, but over time, um, going to thrift stores, trying a bunch of different things on. And that's one of the nice things too. If you go to a bigger one like Value Village or, you know, Salvation Army, they have change rooms. You can try things on. You can see how you look in these different outfits and you can kind of learn what your own personal style is over time and thrift in, in that way to kind of collect yourself in a sense and find a really good collection of clothing. And I'm going to call it a collection because a lot of people add to their collection of clothing without getting rid of stuff. For me, I think you got to have a very small, very good collection of clothing to really understand what you want to portray to people and what style you want to portray to people. And I find that works best, at least for me. Now, you talk a lot about thrifting from a clothing clothing perspective, and I don't want to give away future episodes here, but do you thrift primarily clothing or do you thrift other articles, other things? I definitely do thrift other things. Um, primarily, I do thrift clothing and kind of the points that I wanted to talk about today were mostly clothing related. I find thrifting other objects is is good and you can definitely find a lot of decent things. Being a minimalist, there's not a lot of other objects I need. But with my current clothing addiction, <laughs> I do have, you know, a good collection, we'll call it, of plaids and a good collection of clothing that I've kind of over time chosen and very specifically brought in. And, you know, I kind of do a one in one out rule. So I'll I'll get a clothing uh, article and I'll make sure when I go home typically I'll get rid of another one unless it's something that I don't have similar of but you know over over time we'll talk a little bit more about objects and kind of my perspective on that you know I'm a bit of a bad person to ask for for physical items just because I don't collect a lot of them for myself but I do purchase quite a bit of them for my business so I can talk about them in, in that sense so if you were if you were to get somebody into thrifting if you're if you were to help somebody adopt a thrifting lifestyle do you think the easiest inroad would be books or would it be clothing like what would be a a place to start somebody on on the thrifting road i i definitely i definitely think books would a hundred percent be the easiest because if you think about how many used bookstores are out there or even amazon so what's funny about amazon is people sell used books on amazon those people actually go to thrift stores, the people who resell the books to Amazon, uh, and then Amazon FBA will send them out to customers around the globe. So those books that you're buying off Amazon came from thrift stores. <laughs> and a lot of people don't know that. Wow. Yeah, little yeah, That's fact. interesting. I want to go. I want to go back to this is a while ago, but back to when you were talking about the library. When did, like, when did you develop, and actually you too, Trevor, you kind of reflected off that too, but when did you kind of adopt that mentality about kind of taking thing, it kind of that, the check a book in, take a new book out, but for clothes, when, when did you both adopt that, that philosophy, that mentality around thrifting? And this might lead into our next point. Our next one is for galley. So I, this might tie into this as well, but does that make you more quick to, to purchase an item just because you know it's relatively inexpensive that mentality kind of came as i became a minimalist so as i started to want to have less in my life to live a simpler life to live a less stress-free life i ended up getting rid of a lot of stuff and so i didn't want to just take all these piles and boxes of clothing and you know hard goods and knickknacks and throw them in the trash i wanted to make sure that they went to a good home or that someone else could appreciate them so that was kind of one of my big ties to dropping things off at thrift stores and making sure that things got reused or recycled and anytime i dropped something off well of course you're going to look around and i end up getting another knickknack or i end up getting another plaid or a shirt or jeans and it kind of progressed from there to just kind of become a habit in a sense. So, you know, whenever I drop something off, I'd take a look around and if I got rid of two things, I'd allow myself to get one thing. And so I was always still minimizing, but I just did it very slowly over a course of time and I had a better selection or, or a higher quality of selection of items for my personal library that I could check in and check out whenever I wanted. So for me, I, I one thing I 
pick up at, at thrift stores is furniture that needs to be refinished. And I have recently picked up a piece of furniture. It's a, just an end table. And it turns out I don't, I don't think I like it. But I, I'm, I just about got it finished, like refinished. So it, it, it now looks like a great piece of furniture. And I'm going to donate it back. So I took something that was sort of in rough shape. I stripped it down, refinished it, decided I don't like it. I'm going to donate it back to the same place. So I, I think it's a great sort of civic responsibility to to do stuff like that. So I agree with you, Jason. And, and just to bring that home, I, I, you, I think you've mentioned on the podcast before how that is kind of one of your hobbies is refinishing furniture. So I'm sure that wasn't something you despised doing. Did, did you actually enjoy that process then? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I love taking something that is basically doomed for the uh, landfill and turning it into something useful. We are on point number two now, frugality. And being a, a financial podcast, Jace, what kind of uh, financial benefits, what kind of benefit from that perspective, I guess, did you experience um, from thrifting? And how did you kind of, do you even start thrifting for, for maybe the the financial wins that came from thrifting? I definitely, when I first started thrifting heavily was when I moved out of my parents' house and I kind of had my own place, had my own bills to pay, uh, had rent and whatnot. And if I felt like going shopping, I definitely wasn't going to go to the big mall and and buy a $100 coat. I was definitely going to go to a thrift store first and and see what I could find to see if there's something good quality or in good condition that, you know, I could get by with. And that was kind of my first mentality was, oh, thrift stores are cheap and maybe I'll get something there that I can just get by with. And over time, obviously, thrift stores are cheaper than going to a department store or going to a retail store. But it's not just stuff that you can get by with. It is definitely frugal, and it's definitely a good financial decision. But you can really find high-quality, good clothing that will last a lifetime at thrift stores. And so it's not just because it's cheap it's not cheap quality it's just cheaper because it's been used so would you say so this is i've got an opinion but i want to get yours this is not the selling point to somebody who's hasn't thrifted or doesn't hasn't bought into the thrifting idea telling them they could save money i do you think that is a a good strategy to convince somebody to go thrifting or a bad strategy It depends on the person. It depends on if they need to save money or they think they need to save money because if they have that mentality that they don't think they need to save money, that, you know, they're financially well off and I can afford to go buy things uh, retail price, sometimes that won't be a good selling point to them. Sometimes you can just tell them, well, for example, well, I'll name a couple brand names here, but I've found Patagonia north face arterix like really expensive brand names i found at thrift stores almost brand new because either someone got it for their kids or their grandkid and they didn't like it or someone you know got a little bit bigger as they got older or they lost weight and they ended up donating it and you can find these quality items almost brand new that that same person who is financially well off wouldn't want to buy at a thrift store because they have that stigma that, well, you know, I can afford to go to a retail store. It's not about that. It's how much other things could you afford for that same amount of money that you just saved, right? Could you afford better food for your kids? Could you afford to donate to a local charity? Could you afford a lot more from that? just by thrifting? It's a good question to ask yourself. I completely agree with that. And and, and I think, I mean, to back to, to you, Trevor, I mean, we all know that you are, you're, you're a few years away from uh, semi-retiring and, and therefore have uh, met your financial independent goals and you are still thrifting. So how does, how does that, that money side come into play for you? You know, you keep saying semi-retiring. It's retiring. No, no, no semi I, so I say I say semi-retiring. Okay. But but to your point, I, you're still I, working I, on the podcast, though. Yeah, I guess you're right. But but I have the financial means to buy to buy new, high quality clothing, and I have a closet full of the brand names you're describing, Jace. Yeah. All thrifted, all thrifted. Oh yeah, and, exactly. Yeah, me and, too. And 
I wear it as a badge of honor, but I, for me, it's actually just become a habit. Like I, I, it's, it's my new normal. I, why wouldn't you save money on brand name clothes? Like what am I missing? You know what I mean? Exactly. But I, I'm thinking somebody, if you're trying to convince somebody that they should go thrifting and you say it's a financial savings, I, I, you're right. Some people, that is a selling point. But I think for a lot of people, I think, so you have some points coming up. I'm going to give it a little bit away, but it's fun. It's, it, is, it is really fun. I'm, oh, not, yeah. I'm, not, I'm not giving too much away. I know there's more to talk about than that. No, yeah, definitely. I actually made a little list about the, the cost of of thrifting here so if if i'm not interrupting you i'll just uh go over my little list here so i did this little experiment and i wrote down 12 articles of clothing that i own from patagonia of all places and then i went and checked on their website to see what the cost of those items were and i remember how much i vaguely how much i paid for them at thrift stores when i found them and out of 12 items the total retail cost of those items, if I were to buy them online or at a at a retailer, would be nine hundred and seventy nine dollars. Wow! For 12, 12 items, so that's two backpacks, a thousand dollars. Yeah, a thousand dollars. So, two backpacks, a book, a couple little bags, a hat, a few sweaters, fleece vest, and a long sleeve and a plaid. So 12 items there, $1,000. I roughly paid under 200 for them. Wow. That's, that's just crazy. So less than a quarter of what you would spend retail. So I could get four times that amount if I wanted to of Patagonia products or any other products from thrift stores, four times the amount of value so really, it's the difference between wearing something from Walmart or wearing a brand name article of clothing you're describing. That, that's really exactly the conundrum. Exactly. You know, and what, you know, I what would you rather have, right? It's I chose Patagonia for for a good reason for the little experiment that I did, and that's I paid maybe fifteen dollars for one of those Patagonia long sleeve shirts. At Walmart, you can get a long sleeve shirt for fifteen dollars, and how long is that going to last you? If you wear it constantly, you know, I'm a minimalist, so my, my closet's pretty small. I wear through clothes really easily. Uh, I work pretty hard. I'm moving all the time. Uh, I do a lot of maintenance work. So for me, I'm going to rip through that, that article of clothing if it's not well-made, if it's not high quality. And I'm going to end up buying maybe six or seven Walmart shirts for the length of time that I'll have one Patagonia shirt that I know is really well crafted there's been a lot of time and effort and engineering put into that article of clothing and that's why they cost so much typically at retail stores but i'm getting that really high crafted item for the same price as a walmart shirt and you can't beat that and and anyone who bought a hundred dollar shirt or a ninety dollar shirt patagonia shirt it, the chances are they they treated it with care while they owned it, and I'm with you. The theory: most of the clothes at Value Village or any thrift store, they are gone because somebody gained weight or lost weight. That's why they're there. Typically, and, yeah. But while they owned the article, of they paid so much for it that by the time it gets to the thrift store, it's in really good shape. I mean, people are not treating these things like dish rags. They're really looking after these clothes. And any article of clothing that you know really did get run through they don't put them on the shelves at thrift stores they really don't i've never i've never found an article of clothing that is really really ripped like i've found a few on shelves that you know there's a tiny little rip that they obviously missed when they got the article of clothing in but i've never found anything that's not almost new still but this is the difference this is the difference between a good thrift store and a bad thrift store i guess right it's- yeah exactly it depends on the thrift stores you go to too and you know I'm lucky in my area, there's not really any really bad thrift stores. They all do a really good job of sorting the products that they do get in and putting them out on the shelf and in all good conditions. So I've never really had that problem here. From a frugality standpoint, one thing I, I love with books is you, you the price is on the oh, book. Oh, yeah. Like yeah. yeah. What, what, what you would have paid new, right? 
So I love looking at the where I the where I buy the books at the thrift store. They sell them by weight, so you can generally get a a small hardcover book for like seventy five cents. These are are thirty five dollar hardcover books, right? And oh, and yeah. I, if you do the math on books, it is the savings is outrageous. It, it, you can literally like for seventy five cents. I I'm not going to keep it. Like you said, I'm going to donate it back to the thrift store. But this, if just the pure savings on books. So if you could get someone interested in saving money like through frugality thrifting just on books i think that might open their eyes to all the other opportunities what do you think oh yeah definitely you know even just having them introduced to even a used bookstore first not even a thrift store just a used bookstore they can find that book that they've been looking for for a while because typically you can find them at thrift stores i know courtney had a list of a bunch of different types of books she was looking for and we found almost every single one of them at thrift stores minus i think one we're missing still it's a good introduction to that world and it's a good start and would you agree i think there's less of a stigma going into a used bookstore than just a general uh used clothing used everything store Do do you think that's the case I think it's become really hip <laughs> to go into used bookstores now. Like I, you can laugh, but a lot of used bookstores they have coffee shops in them now. They have really nice lounge chairs. They've they've really come around. They're very different now than they were before. If anyone ever gets to Ottawa, there is a remarkable used bookstore called the Black Squirrel. Yeah, and Black it's Squirrel. It's a coffee books. shop at the front, and it's a used bookstore at the back. And there is some gems in there. And at night, it's a bar. <laughs> Oh really? Yeah, <laughs> even better. So, uh, I let's let you, Jace. You mentioned the word um, quality, and that that's actually your third point is is quality. So, you, you've been over how you can expect higher quality items um, when you're looking for them, but but generally, are you do you purchase items that maybe aren't always name brand, and, and how do you kind of sift through that area? Over the course of the years, I've kind of slowly shifted items out of my wardrobe or just physical items out of my life that are lower quality. And for myself, I I really do find that higher quality clothing specifically works better for me just because I am, you know, rough on my clothes, um, using them a lot. I'm constantly burning through jeans like there's no tomorrow. And so sifting out American Eagle jeans or Walmart jeans and getting a higher quality, you know, Levi's or Wranglers, I find a big difference in my life, not just in the quality of clothing, but the quality of life, because I'm not constantly stressed or worried about blowing through those jeans. I'm not worried how often I'm going to have to replace them or how much money that's going to cost me. Content with them because I know they're going to last a long time. So for me, quality of the items that I'm purchasing definitely definitely matters and a lot of thrift store stigma i think people have a tendency to go into a thrift store they find a bunch of cool things they're not really concerned about what brand names they're buying just if it looks good and they think that because they're getting a deal they'll buy a lot of quantity not quality and i really want to encourage people to go into a thrift store you know try a bunch of things on but only purchase the things that you know are quality and you can feel it with clothes with shirts like you can feel when a manufacturer has put time and effort into their shirt it's thicker it's fuller it's softer it feels stronger you can tell by the stitching that there's not seams breaking you know over time that this is going to be a quality product and it's going to last a lifetime if you're lucky so when it comes, you mentioned that you kind of just buy a fraction of maybe the things you try on or things that you see. So I feel like that that is maybe a tricky thing that whether it's a stigma or whether it's an actual experience when we go into thrift stores and the price tags of the items, whether it's clothing or books or, or actual hard goods are so incredibly low or it's really enticing. So how do you exercise that self-restraint or self-discipline to not buy the whole store? Well, personally, over time, I've really learned what brand names are quality items and what brand names aren't. And typically, I want to say like brand names don't matter when you're wearing an article of clothing. 
I'm not super concerned about the brand name that I'm wearing. I'm not, you know, going to brag to anyone, oh, like this shirt's John Vervedos or this set of jeans or Levi's and they're 5'11s. I'm not going around bragging to people that those are the types of clothes that I wear. If someone asks, I'll be like, oh yeah, it's like this or it's that, but I won't go out of my way to brag about them. But what I do want to impart on people is there is brand names that you know aren't good quality. And when I'm flipping through the racks at the thrift store, I am just seeing constantly, I'm going to see Gildan shirts, I'm going to see American Eagle, I'm going to see Hanes. And I'm seeing these brands because they're constantly getting disposed of by the consumer who bought them, realized they didn't like them, and got rid of them. And they're honestly clogging up these racks. And then people come in, they're like $2 for an American Eagle shirt. That is a really good deal. Those are expensive shirts if you go to a store and you buy them. But the quality is not there. Over time, I've blown through maybe 10 American Eagle shirts. I know I've blown through a bunch of American Eagle jeans, plaids. I've gone through that specific brand name. So I have experienced that. But I had to learn that. So I was one of those people who went in saw a bunch of these shirts on for you know a dollar 99 or 3.99 bought a bunch of them and experienced this myself this is just one way that maybe i can help someone not make that financial mistake and not purchase a lower quality item just because it's cheaper you know what i hope to do with this this uh thrifting edition of simple money solutions is normalize the idea of thrifting to to the listener but also i i hope to convince them it's worth the effort so you what you described was you know the painstaking effort of going through all the 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 bad clothes to find the good ones how do you convince somebody that it's worth the effort it's worth your time i mean sometimes it's just it's not convincible to people you you honestly can't drag a horse to water and make it drink you can drag a horse to water show what water's there but in the end, it's going to be that person or that horse that decides that they want to take that step forward and actually try that. I can brag as much as I want to my friends and my family, but still some of them will never go to a thrift store or they will never be excited by the idea of thrifting. For some people, it's just a lot of work and they'd rather go into a retail store, know what they want, pay full price for it and leave. And you know, to those people, I suggest maybe finding alternative ways to buy used clothing. eBay, Kijiji, Used Ottawa. It's a lot easier to search through the racks on those different platforms than it is to go into a thrift store and flip through the clothes yourself. You can easily hop on eBay. You can search up a style of clothing, look in that size find that brand name almost immediately you will be paying a lot more and it will still be used so i definitely still support the sustainability of it Um, and that sometimes is the only way you can get those people to kind of jump on the bandwagon kind of half their foot in the water so to speak but would you agree, though, that there's a certain mentality you have to embrace before you step into a thrift store? Like, you don't go in there, already have checking out the online website, and you know it's in stock. Like, it's, it's so much different than any regular retail store. You walk in there with blinders on, essentially. You walk in not knowing exactly what you're going to expect. What I kind of do, and, you know, we'll touch on this in later episodes, um, but what I kind of do is I go in with a small set of things in my mind that I'm looking for specifically. You know, I'm always looking for plaids, so I'll always check out the plaid section. Uh, I don't really need any more shirts, so I typically skip the shirt section. I might need a few different electronics for something I'm working on, so I'll go take a look and see if they have any cables or wires that I might need or... For my resale business, I'll usually go and I will look specifically at, you know, coffee cups and glassware and and stuff that might be of value in those sections. But for myself, you know, I know I don't need any knickknacks. I know I don't need any new coffee glasses. I know I don't need any new wine glasses or whiskey glasses. So those are places that I'm just typically going to avoid if I'm just there shopping for myself. So having that mentality of, in a sense, you know what you're going in looking for. 
but also to just kind of keep your eyes open because sometimes you'll find something that you weren't really looking for but ends up being an amazing purchase for example uh, i was at a thrift store and i just happened to be walking through the blanket section and i found a marmot uh sleeping bag and it was seven dollars and i couldn't believe it it was almost brand new condition and obviously i bought it because i was actually looking for a sleeping bag but i had never thought to check in the blanket section of a thrift store for sleeping bags it never crossed my mind because i was just planning on going and paying that retail price and buying one new I, it never crossed my mind to thrift a sleeping bag so there's always those things that you can find at a thrift store that are unexpected that you're not going to think about or you're not going to imagine that's going to be there but sometimes they can blow your mind and they'll be there so just having an open mind when you walk in and going and, and searching through these things sometimes you'll find things you didn't expect but you know in the back of your mind you knew you needed so when you're going thrifting shopping you kind of need to go with a shopping list but a very vague very uh nothing specific on your list just a general i need a sweater you don't you don't care what color what thickness like you just need a a very vague shopping list which if you think how we've been trained to go shopping now you get your flyers you circle all the things you want you go to the store you buy it that that approach doesn't work with thrifting no definitely it doesn't and that's that's kind of yeah you're right that's 100 percent where we're at right now in society is you know we're we go into stores with the expectation that the product that we've seen advertised is going to be there and it's going to be there for this price and it's going to be in stock. And if it's not in stock, you know, we'll throw a hissy fit. But with thrifting, that that doesn't work. You you go in there with, yeah, your very, very vague, very vague grocery list of things that you may need. I usually keep one on my phone of just things that, well, either tools I need around the house or something that I need for work or for my resale business. Like I have a little vague list going of all those things. And before I step into the thrift store, pull out my phone, I'll check the list, be like, okay, that's kind of what I'm looking for today or, you know, open to today. And then I'll just walk around and go about my day. And sometimes I'll find something that's not on the list and I'll have to really question, you know, do I need this? Do I want this? Is it high enough quality for me to, put my time and effort and money into it and then make that decision as I go. So the last thing on your list, so the fourth reason why we should thrift is that it is fun. And I, I this is number four, but is for you, is this, how important is this aspect? And when maybe did the process become fun? Because you talked about at the beginning of the show that you only kind of started going thrifting at what out of what sounded like necessity. So when did that shift happen? The shift actually happened when I was younger. Thrifting became really fun for me when I was thrifting with my dad. And then as I got older, I kind of did adopt that mentality of, you know, I'll, I'll buy retail. And I was definitely heavily influenced by advertisements and by that 52-week season of fashion. And I definitely fell down that rabbit hole. And so for me, when I ended up moving out on my own and I had to kind of pay my own way in some respects I definitely had to go thrifting for for some things for some clothes and and you know things I probably didn't need at the time but in my mind I, I needed them so for me I went thrifting for dishes and for glassware and and all the young bachelor things that a young bachelor needs and I found during that experience that it was really fun and I really enjoyed you know, mishmashed pairs of plates and bowls and different cups and mugs and finding these weird little knickknacks here and there. Like I really did enjoy that hunt. And so this last point for me is called the hunt. It's the hunt for those gems. And a lot of the time, I think that that might be the way to draw people in to thrifting and into buying things more sustainably is that it's a lot of fun. And the excitement that you get for myself like I went thrifting the other day and I found a Patagonia fleece and I got so excited I was jumping for joy that I found this this fleece because I've, I've been looking for one for a while uh, just in the back of my mind it was kind of on that running tab 
uh, on my list and I've been looking for one. I never wanted to pay the, you know, $180 that it is retail and I ended up finding one and you get this almost like vibrational feeling when you find something that you've been looking for for a while and you finally found it, you just get so excited. And that for me is definitely the driving point of why I keep going to thrift stores. And I think that's why a lot of people end up going is finding those gems during this like hunt that we're going on. You know, I agree with the hunt. So uh, there's this, uh, there's a book series that I'm interested in and I, I've kind of give myself a challenge. So you call it a hunt. I call it a challenge to find all of these books in the series in hardcover in mint condition. So I, whenever I find one, it's, it's like you, I'm, I'm running out of the store, you know, dancing on the hood of my car, you know, <laughs> I found another one. So I'm collecting these books. There's, I think there's 13 books in the series and I have two left to get. And I'm going to be very disappointed when I get, finally get those last two, because it's been a lot of fun hunting, like the word you use, for those books. And I've set the criteria, maybe a little high. I've said it had to be a hardcover, not a softcover had to be in really good condition. So I've passed over a couple of book times where the book was not in good condition or wasn't a hardcover. So that that's kind of fun, but it also can be a bit of a competition. So I know I found a really nice desk chair, one with wheels. It's made of oak. It's a nice wooden one. And uh, it's got this antique look to it. And I've always wanted one. And I finally found one, but the one I found, it needed work. I had to refinish it, which everyone knows I don't mind doing. I had to add two wheels to it because it was missing two wheels. But it, it took some elbow grease, but I turned it into a nice chair. And I know, Jace, you recently found a uh, a desk chair that was, you went up to me because yours, yours actually was cheaper <laughs> and it, it needed no work except to be sat in. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's beautiful. Almost so, the same style as yours too. So it can be a bit of a competition, like in, in a fun way, right? In a fun yeah, exactly. way. Yeah, exactly. Like, because uh, every time I would brag about my chair to anybody who would listen, and now I, I sadly, my story is not the best story <laughs> out there when it comes to thrifted uh, desk chairs. I think yours is still a better story because you put the time and effort and work into it to make it a quality item. You know, I just got lucky and found a quality item. So for you, that that challenge and that that hunt. That is what you enjoy. You enjoy finding things and fixing them and refinishing them. So for you, that is your reason to thrift. For me, finding things pre-done sometimes is more exciting or finding things that I don't have to put a lot of work into because I'm constantly working anyways. For me, that that's exciting. So everyone's going to have their own very different definition of what fun thrifting is for them. Like maybe it's, it's finding new t-shirts or maybe it's finding books or or knickknacks or cups or glasses some people have you know my friend he collects moose uh, figurines and so for him that hunt is constantly finding moose figurines or stuff with moose on them and and getting excited about that so everyone's going to have their own different definition of what fun thrifting is for them but the fact is that almost everybody who does thrift on a regular basis can admit that it's fun. Regardless of what you say, the score sheet as I read it right now is <laughs> as far as it goes with a thrifted desk chairs, it's uh, Jace one, Trevor zero. <laughs> All right. So listener, for anybody, anybody's keeping score and it turns out I am, that's the score sheet as I see it. If you've thrift got a wars. really nice chair and you're listening to the show today, so you've thrifted a really nice chair and you believe it is the best chair ever, send us a picture um, and we'll, we'll kind of we'll compare chairs. So the one, my kind of point to this point, uh, your point number four, is that I don't know if any of you guys experience this too, but I know when I am approaching a thrift store, so I haven't entered it yet, but I'm walking up to it. I am filled with this sense of like possibility and and wonder and excitement that 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 feeling where anything is possible because you don't know what lies in within that store and the fun thing is regardless if it's a thrift store that you go to all the time there's the stock like jace was saying is always rotating so you're filled with this like this 
this, the, anything, anything could be in there and you get to discover it. And there could be that gem that's in there, but you, you don't know because you haven't got in there yet. So I find that's the feeling I actually look forward to and crave myself. Yeah, that's 100% the feeling that I think I have as well when I go in there. And that's why I think I go back so often and why I've tried to create, you know, a business out of this is because constantly going and and having that possibility of wonder and and being able to turn it into a lifestyle and a business it's just so much fun for me that i don't think i could ever let that go so i kind of suggested there might be a stigma about thrifting i just wanted to put that out there as just a talking point and just get just in case anybody did but in the town i live in there's a i mentioned this thrifting store called beyond the blue box if you go in there on any given saturday and you start, you find just the, this book or whatever, the lamp or just something you just have to have. And you will grab it and you'll start heading toward the lineup to pay for it. And you realize, not on no exaggeration, there's 18 people in line ahead of you. You just get a feel for just how common or, or how many people have embraced thrifting. I think it's something that's catching on. If I think back to my childhood to today, it's gaining popularity. And I think your point about the sustainability, I think a lot of people are doing this just to be environmentally responsible. Yeah, and I think it's it's an extremely, extremely responsible thing to do. Uh, it's thrift. As long as you're thrifting responsibly in its own aspects, you're, you're going for quality items, not quantity, and you're controlling what you buy and making sure that what you buy, you're not, throwing out and you're not you know just breaking it and tossing it in the trash and then going and buying another one from the thrift store you're taking good care of those items once you purchase them and if you ever are done with them you make sure that they go back and they're going to get care in their next life or with their next owner as well so having those responsibilities makes you and thrifting a better experience for everyone so one kind of final thing I want to throw in, and, and, and it's not something you have listed here as one of your points, Jace, but um, I think there's some soft skills that are maybe developed through the thrifting process. And correct me if I'm wrong, but I, 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 I when you're talking, Jace, I, I, I sense the, the, the characteristic of, of patience and drive and determination and all these kind of skills, not that you, so I'm sure you had those all developed before you started thrifting, but I mean, the patience, even for you, Trevor, with your book collection, that is a vital skill that you need when you are thrifting throughout your, your life. But to Jace's point, if it's fun, the, the, you don't, I don't think you need the patience. I think if, if, you, if you find some, some sort of joy in it at some level, uh, financial wins, any of the four points Jace had, if they resonate with you, I don't think it will it'll appear as effort. I definitely agree with Courtney and I agree with you, Trevor. I'm going to agree with both of you guys on this point. So for myself, I will go thrifting for my resale business as well as myself. And I'll start first thing at 8.30 a.m. on a Thursday morning and I'll be waiting at the Valley Village for the doors to open and there's a huge lineup of people to go in, which always surprises me on a Thursday afternoon that there's a bunch of people waiting to go in. And I will hit about five or six thrift stores in a day on Thursdays that I go thrifting for the resale business. And the first four stores are a lot of fun, but after a while you do need patience to kind of, you know, sift through the clothing sift through the items but it is still fun for me and as long as it's still fun i can still have the patience to very carefully go and 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 look for those gems either for myself or for reselling it does take time it does take concentration and it does take patience but at the end of the day if you're not enjoying it and you don't feel accomplished once you've done it at the end of the day then it might not be right for you now that's 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 very fair. So that brings us to the very end of today's thrifting edition of Simple Money Solutions podcast. We hope that we have convinced you about the benefits of thrifting. If if you have any other benefits that you found 
from thrifting if you're an advocate yourself uh, you can always share them with us and it may be that one thing that turned you into a thrifting lover and, and, and you can't get enough of it you can always reach out to us via email at livelifesimple365 our website contact submission form with lifesimple.ca and also through instagram and facebook at simple money solutions thank you so much for being with us today jace um, for this thrifting edition your expertise is incredible we can't wait to have you back on it with another uh, thrifting edition episode yeah no problem i enjoyed being on with you guys and i hope to be back soon and on that note we'll see you back here next week with a brand new show until then keep it simple